Welcome to another of our special Advent editions of Take 10, hosted by your Christian Mission team. As part of preparing ourselves to celebrate Christmas, we invite you to spend 10 minutes with us, reflecting on an aspect of a Bible story, pondering, discovering and praying. I'm Matt Penny, and this week we are joined by my lovely wife and friend of YMCA, Reverend Fiona Penny, who is going to help us reflect on the words of the prophet Isaiah. We remember the faithfulness of God who has sustained YMCA across the world for over 175 years and we praise him. We remember how our founder George Williams saw United Prayer as an essential foundation to all the good work we do. So, we come to our time today with grateful and expectant hearts. First, as we enter our time together, let's pause and take a moment to breathe deeply. Jesus, help us to set down what we have been doing or thinking. Help us to give it into your safekeeping and enable us to listen to you and focus on you. We hear from Fiona now as she brings the words of the prophet Isaiah and leads our reflection and prayer. A reading from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 9. Nevertheless, The time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future where Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light, for those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. I have a friend who was raised in a very negative environment, neglected by the family who was supposed to care for her. By the time she was an adult, her family had all passed away except for her brother, who also affected by the environment in which they were raised, wanted nothing to do with her. By the time she was 50, she had no close relationships from her childhood. Family had come to mean her husband and her close friends, And although she had joy and fulfilment in these, there was still part of her that mourned the loss of her family. Down the years, she had had some very limited contact with her brother. She knew he lived abroad and had gone on to marry and have children. But she understood he had poisoned them against her and so she had no contact with any of these relations. Then one day, out of the blue, she received a letter from her brother's wife and she began corresponding with her sister-in-law. This led to her nieces and nephews, now adults themselves, not only getting in touch, but making the journey to come and stay with her. After 30 years of not knowing her family, she was finally able to have relationships of love and kindness with them. I often think of her story when I think of hope, for hope is choosing to believe that what you have or experience now is not how it will always be. Because we have seen it before, we trust that the tree that now looks dead and bare 
will once again spring into life and be covered in leaves and flowers, budding and buzzing with activity and colour. But when it comes to our own lives, it is much harder to believe that what we know now is not how it will always be. Christians practice hope by looking back regularly at what God has done for them. When we gather for worship on Sunday, we say in song and action that God is still King, still loving Father, still healer and saviour. We do it on our daily lives by talking about God's faithfulness in the past, his work in history that's revealed in the Bible and his activity in our own daily lives. These practices are brought to the focus at Christmas when Christians celebrate light in the midst of the darkest month. Choosing to believe that God is trustworthy, we see with eyes of hope that things will not always be as they are now, that God has put into action a plan for rescue, change and renewal that began in the birth of Jesus to a young woman in a forgotten Middle Eastern town. Perhaps this Christmas you feel overwhelmed by loss or by expectation. There may be any number of reasons why you might dread the coming celebrations. There may be any number of things that you wish were different in your life right now. Hope teaches me that tomorrow can be different from today in the most unimaginable ways. So if you need some hope today, join me in this prayer. Father God, I don't see how things can change. I don't see how it can be made right. But I do believe that the spring will come again and that the wind will not always blow as cold as it does today. So give me the hope to believe that things can change for me too. Give me the trust that you are a good God, a good Father who cares for all my needs. Help me to cry out to you when I get stuck and when I can't find the next step. Make a way forward for me where there isn't one. Bless me, God, because of your great love. Amen. Today, why don't you take a moment to light a candle and reflect on the choice to see light in the midst of dark? Or why not put away a little bit of money to celebrate when that thing that feels impossible right now finally does change for you. An act of hope in the hard time. Let's finish by praying together for our friends and colleagues at the YMCA. Father God, as we have prayed for ourselves, we pray too for all who live, work or use the services of one YMCA. For those who today feel desperate or stuck, would you send the right person to come alongside them and offer some comfort and hope. For those who are using the YMCA to shape a more hopeful future, 
Would you give them encouragement along the way? Fill us with kind and hopeful words that we might be a blessing to one another today. And in Jesus we pray these things. Amen. As our time together comes to a close, we are going to end with our Christmas Hope poem, specially written by a friend of YMCA, Terry Hinks. Before we do that, remember you can share Take 10 with colleagues and members of the wider One YMCA family so we can all be part of what God is doing in us and through us. As we take this time of prayer and reflection into the rest of our day, a poem. Like poppies, battered after a storm, humanity is bruised and wounded after the year that is past. Too many deaths and disasters, too many failures and fears, leave us feeling helpless and vulnerable. Hope has been drained from us. Yet hope is resilient. It grows again. It flowers again. It gives birth to love again. We learn that from one who was born in poverty and whose first bed was a cattle trough, and whose family took him to a foreign land for safety, a refugee from a deadly tyrant, one who worked with his hands and spoke the truth in story and in touch, bringing healing and delight, one who gave his life for all and meets us here and now. He spoke of a tiny seed growing into a mighty tree to give shade and shelter to all who came in need. Come among us now, Lord Jesus. Come as hope of the nations and hope of our lives today, bringing peace and courage, laughter and joy. Come, Lord Jesus.